going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, a podcast all about video games and entertainment and everything in between. We take a look back at the week that just passed, we tell a little bit of stories about how my week's been going, and then we talk about some news. So, what I like to do every single week is we start the show off with the topic of the week, which that intro turned into something just a little more spectac- spectacular and spec. I don't know what to say. Like, it sounds weirder and more insane every single week that I do it, I feel. Anyway, this week I wanted to talk all about the brand new Star Wars movie. Apparently a Star Wars movie came out. So, uh, we went and saw Solo yesterday. This is going to be a spoiler-free review. And, uh, at the end of the show, I will do a little short spoiler zone for it. Just to get a few of these things off my chest that really frustrated me. So if you want to hear that, go ahead. So yeah, I did say the word frustrated. So first off, I'm going to tell you, I like this movie, but I didn't love it. It, it was okay. It was it was a good time. It's like one of those fun blockbuster movies you go and you see and you just turn your brain off and you enjoy it. There's so many little nitpicky things that I can go into that I won't specifically go into. But as far as I'm concerned, this movie was a good time. Uh, It does not rank anywhere near the top of my favorite Star Wars movies or even my favorite movies this year or anything like that. Um, I'll watch it again. It had cool moments. Uh, I really enjoyed a lot of the different story elements, and I enjoyed some of the characters and the acting. It's one of those movies that I will probably come back to and watch some other time. Um, You definitely... Okay, this is... It's a little plot spoilers. Of course, it's all about Solo. It's all about Han Solo, how he came to be, and, you know, his younger version of himself with a new actor, and he did okay. There's times where I don't really feel like he actually nails Han Solo's persona 100%, if you know what I mean. Like, Han Solo is, you know, he's arrogant, he's just kind of knows it all, he kind of doesn't really care what other people think, he's like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He always has that tone to his voice like he doesn't really give a shit what's going on i guess that i guess what that's what i'm saying he's kind of just like nonchalant about everything and i feel like this new actor kind of didn't pull that off he's more just of an asshole sometimes and not in a good way so um but yeah it's really hard he's trying to play somebody else a whole entire new different person trying to act like him and do his mannerism stuff and stuff and i think it comes off okay at times but uh, I, I felt like maybe about 30% of it felt, felt really, really flat for me. And some of the choices they made for his origin, I'm just, I'll, I'll talk about that in the spoiler zone at the very end. But yeah, uh, just some of that stuff that they decided to do is just like, come on, guys. <laughs> really? Like that? Really? Anyway, um, the story, uh, there's a couple spots where it just kind of gets a little jumbled. And. I didn't really, it felt like the plot was a little plotting in spots, but I did like the action in general, and the sets looked amazing, the monsters looked great, you really got that grimy and earthy and dirty feel to everywhere that you went in this movie, which is what you want, and uh, the one scene that they shown in the trailers, that's like the train, uh, if you've seen the trailers, you know what I'm talking about, that scene was super, super cool. Uh, that was probably the highlight of the movie for me. Uh, there was another quick thing that happens near the end, which I was just like, dude, that's pretty cool. That's a cool thing that they did that. So 
again, spoiler zone, we'll go back into this for a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, but general impressions for the movie, I probably would rank it a little bit below Rogue One, which I really liked. But I consider the other six movies better than both of those movies. So it's below one through six. No, wait. I wouldn't say it's below. It's at least below uh, the three, four, five, six, and seven. It's below those. Not the not three. Ah, man, there's so many Star Wars. There's ten Star Wars movies now, guys. The original trilogy, and then the new Disney stuff, The Force Awakens and Last Jedi. We'll lump all those together, and then Rogue One would be below that, and then this movie would be below that, and then the prequels would be below that. If that makes sense, that's a lot to uh, describe here. But yeah, I I recommend if you're a Star Wars fan and you like the extended universe, I think you will really enjoy this movie because a lot of times when you read a novel novelization or a story that somebody wrote that's an extended universe book or comic, whatever, this has that similar feel to it. It's like this adds on to the main story, but you don't need to watch it to know the main story. This is just more supplemental information. Um, even though some of the supplemental information isn't stuff that I really liked quite that much, it's okay. It's a fun movie. Blockbuster, get some popcorn, sit there, turn your brain off, enjoy the action, and laugh at the one-liners. And Oh, also, one thing I want to mention is Donald Glover as Lando. He was the perfect Lando. Because, you know, Lando is this guy. He's more of a legend, right? And when you get to know him, he is kind of cowardly. You know, he, he kind of gets away with everything, but he's a little more cowardly and a little, like, uh, slimy a little bit, and he kind of runs away when he needs to. He's just kind of like, he he's just lucky, you know? And Lando in this movie is pretty much exactly Billy D. Williams when, like, a younger even Billy D. Williams in the original Star Wars movies. And just the way he acts and how, you know sly is and cool he is i don't know he pulled it off perfectly and his voice sounded a lot like him and he looks the part 100 percent. i feel like he did great so i i could see where people were would say hey let's do a lando movie i don't think it needs to happen but if it did i'd be cool with it you know uh these anthology movies they're not gonna be as good as the main series i don't think ever uh, I'd be very surprised because they take characters you already know about or you don't know about and you don't want to know more about and then they add to it and that could be good and that could be bad and th this game th this game this movie has a lot of good and it just has about as much bad in it to me so I mean I I do this uh, thing where I rate movies on letterbox if you don't know what that is it's letterboxed without an e so letter box D basically it's an app and I, I every time i see a movie now i'm putting ratings on there and i gave this movie a three and a half stars it's above average fun movie but it's not a five star like oh my god drop my pants movie <laughs> um I, I think i gave avengers infinity war five stars so that was a great movie too which i don't i don't think i talked about at all you know um I'll finish up the solo conversation with just saying if you guys like Star Wars, I think it's worth a watch. But it didn't really, really blow me away. And you know what? I'm going to do a double topic this week because I didn't actually talk too much about Avengers Infinity War ever since it came out. Wait, no, I did. I did. I did a whole episode on it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I did. But, okay, 
Wow. I I do so many of these, I'm like, uh, what did I talk about? <laughs> but yeah, Solo, if you, lo- if you love Star Wars, go see it, man. It's uh, a fun ride. And uh, if you can kind of get over some of the weird things, they, the weird choices they make, I think it's worth, worth your time. So I, I think that's about it for my review on that. Good, but not uh, fantastic. Just good. So we're going to go into the recommendation minute this week. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite websites and podcasts, which everybody might know about already. But I want to describe why I like them so much and everything. So here we go. We're going to start the recommendation minute in three, two, one. So what I want to talk about for one minute straight here is Giant Bomb. If you guys haven't watched Giant Bomb or anything, I've been watching them since about 2011 or so. Um... I've been listening to the Bombcast. It's a weekly podcast. It's two to three hours long, and they go headfirst into video game news and everything. But then they have their own repertoire where they talk and they make jokes and stuff, and it's a good time. And then they have two studios. They have one on the East Coast, and they do a podcast called Beastcast, and that show makes me laugh every week. It's consistently funny. Um, So I listen to both of these podcasts every week, and then they have video content, which I'm a premium subscriber to, and they have premium videos that are like i think it's like 35 a year when you get it on sale and that's serious they've been funny as hell i always watch some stuff in the background uh it's pretty much my favorite video game website out there so um they do coverage in a unique way that i appreciate so check it out if you haven't before so that's it for recommendation minute but yeah i mean i i don't i'm i feel like i've talked about giant bomb before and this happened last week too okay there it goes my alarm did not want to go off um I think I've talked about them before, but uh, I, I just really like them, and they've been really keeping me entertained this week when I'm just kind of like, bleh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I guess that means we're going into uh, what's happening. So, of course, we went and saw Solo yesterday, but the big thing that happened this week is I went to Comic Palooza in Houston. So, uh, we've been planning this for a couple weeks. I requested a day off to go. So, Houston from here is about... A 45 minute drive at the most so we drove up there got to the convention and this is one of those comic conventions where you end up just walking a giant you know floor for hours and hours so pretty much for almost 13 hours all we did was just walk this floor so it was kind of cool it, it was a, there's a lot of cool stuff there um I love seeing the different artists and I love meeting artists and seeing indie stuff about some indie comics that I probably would have never picked up. Um, there was uh, Jessica Jones was there, uh, Kristen Ritter. Uh, I didn't get up close and personal because in that setting, they want you to pay just to get up there to get something signed. You can't even get close to them. They like guard you off. But I was probably within 20 feet of her. That was pretty cool, at least to see her, right? Um, they had uh, Tom Holland there, the new Spider-Man. And if you hear a sound in the background, my dog is drinking very, very, very loudly. I apologize for that. But yeah, Tom Holland was there. His signature was 175 bucks, And you didn't even get to see him. They had like this curtain all the way around him. And then there was a metal detector to get in to see him. So it's just like, oh my god, really, guy? Come on. I guess he, he's in the biggest movie this year, so it makes sense, right? But Jessica Jones, Kristen Ritter's just like chilling outside, like whatever. <laughs> uh, they had uh, 
a couple of voice actors from different things that had the uh, Lucio voice actor, stuff like that. Some smaller actors and uh, voice actors there. Uh, nobody too big name. Those are the two big ones that I saw. I think Michael Chiklis was there, which he does some stuff. I'm not super familiar with his work, but yeah. Um, besides that, that was cool. We went and saw that. So, And uh, we walked around. Uh, Sierra got some signatures from Mark Wade because she loves his Archie run. And uh, a couple of other guys like that. We got some signatures on comics that we enjoy. Um I didn't really buy anything. I kind of want to just go and take the atmosphere in. Uh, she bought me a shirt. I'm not wearing it now currently, but it's uh, Steven Universe, and it's uh, one of those UV printed shirts. So if I go inside like a blue, blue, uh, blue light, a black light, it glows and stuff. And it's just like Steven Universe, and it has Steven with sunglasses on. And it says "Keep Beach City Weird" because you know I'm a huge Steven Universe fan. Anyway. Um, this day was a lot of fun, though. We Her mom was with us, and she palled around with us. We kind of split off from each other here and there. But, man, I started getting some freaking... Uh, you know, when you're outside a lot, and then your legs are rubbing together, and it's hot, and it's sweaty, and you get, like, chafed between your legs. I started getting that, like, 10 hours in. I, I walked around three or four hours with just, like, pure chafe between my legs, so... That wasn't fun, but they had a really cool arcade upstairs, so we went upstairs. Uh, I kind of went by myself for a little bit and uh, played like a shit ton of pinball, so that was cool. We played, um, what was it, Spider-Man? They had Jurassic World pinball, Jurassic World and Jurassic Park pinball, I think. There's like two different Jurassic Park tables. There's the Back to the Future one, uh, Simpsons one, and then I played a lot of Simpsons Arcade. And then they had original TMNT beat them up. And I, I was up there for like two hours probably. So I didn't walk the sales floor the entire day. Uh, there, another cool thing that was cool to see that had the Houston Outlaws like was there. Or at least I don't know if it was actually them. But there was a thing where you could play against them. And I actually did on Overwatch. They had like these PC setups. Six for six, you know, just basic Overwatch. You sign up and you wait. I only had to wait maybe 15 minutes. And we sat down and we played a match and we got destroyed <laughs> but it was a lot of fun um they had a you know big merch booth and everything there for that if you don't know what the houston outlaws is that's the overwatch team for houston area so that was pretty cool um of course some amazing cosplays you always see some of the coolest and most creative stuff there but you know it, it was just more of a hangout kind of look at stuff enjoy just the atmosphere and all the people getting excited for stuff watch people just like hunting for comics you know it if it Last time when I went to PAX, uh, the convention we went to before this was last year at PAX, so it's been a long time. And when we went to PAX, that was pretty incredible. Because um, for me, I go to PAX and I can play all these indie games that are going to come out. And I, maybe I wouldn't have heard of it. Like this game called Slime Stand, and I played that at PAX. And I ended up buying it and loving it on Switch when it came out. So that was cool too. Back then, we actually played Switch where we're like the second convention ever to play the switch in person which was really cool back then but yeah not talking about that we're talking about this convention but uh yeah it was cool uh houston's kind of like a boring city so besides that we kind of just drove home oh yeah we went to golden corral so i've been kind of doing my diet thing and i was like you know where's somewhere i can go where i could kind of pick one and pick and choose what i want to eat so we went there uh i got a salad and stuff it started electric like we had an electric storm like a lightning storm right then and the power kept going out in the middle of our dinner 
is like I just like take a bite and just boom and then all the lights would go out and then they just come back on after a minute or so and I'm like oh crap we're gonna be stuck here I seriously thought we were gonna be stuck in a golden crowd but it ended up being okay had a kid there he said he was 18 he was waiting on us and he's just talking about like Dragon Ball Super and I'm like trying because I had a shirt on that was Dragon Ball Z I forget which one it was but I think it's the one I have Ginyu Force and uh, the Z Fighters they like facing off on the shirt and he like looked at me and he's like dude I love your shirt I love your shirt man I love your shirt oh have you seen the new Super and this and this happened Goku Black and all this I'm like trying to be nice I'm like oh well I watched a few episodes oh yeah yeah I don't know what's going on with this I'm like oh man I don't know how to, to tell this kid I don't know what he's talking about I'm just like agreeing with him I'm like, it's a really awkward situation that shit happens to me all the time in person I'm like uh yeah I really don't know what you're talking about right now but uh cool man yeah yeah but yeah that convention was cool um I had a lot of fun uh Sierra bought some comics but I bought a uh she bought a really cool Shaun of, the, Shaun of the Dead print from this guy. He does some amazing art. I wish I remembered his name. Uh, I think it's like that kid who draws.com, something like that. And um, he's his art was so good. I almost bought more, but he charged a lot for his prints. The prints were pretty decently sized. I think they were a 7 by 10 or 7 by 11, something like that. So not huge, but, you know, decent size. Um, but they were like 20 bucks a piece, but they were really nice card stock and everything. But it's just like, ah, it's a print. I don't know. But she bought a Shaun of the Dead one and I was looking at this Last of Us one. And it was so nice and I almost bought it, but I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm good. You know, and I, I've been putting out buying stuff lately because we've been a little tight on money this month. Um, I went and bought comics and stuff at the beginning of the month. It's kind of my fault a little bit, but it's not really that either there's some bill stuff i don't i'm not gonna go into that boring shit right now but yeah some bills this is to say i had some bills that i had extra fees on and that's why i'm a little short on money this month so i was just like i'm just gonna go enjoy this i'm not gonna really buy much but yeah it was still a good time um i, I had a great time and it got me out of the house and got to see a bunch of really cool stuff so that's what you want with that type of thing Dude, it was expensive though. I, I don't think I would spend that much more. If she wanted to go again, I guess we could put the money together. But I bought the three tickets and it was 198 bucks for one day. One freaking day. So I feel like I probably spent enough money just on that. <laughs> uh, I bought these a while ago, but 198 bucks for a day? Come on, guys. God. That's for three people. But still, that's a lot of fucking money just to go to a convention. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's done. It's over with. The money's gone. I have the memories, and we have pictures. It was a good time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did that, and uh, I've been off a few days here and there, and I, I've been kind of like in this mode where I'm like, do I want to play a game? Like, I've been kind of like, I don't know, I'm not bummed out, but I'm just like, I haven't been, like almost over a month now. I'm just like playing whatever. Uh, I did really get into playing. Uh, Geometry Wars 2 because I bought it. it was like two bucks or something on sale and I remember playing this game a lot at my friend's house and we would compete with on his system all the time so I finally got it for myself for super cheap and I've been playing that oh man that game is a blast I would love to do like a score challenge or something against some people on that because it has I don't know I think it's eight modes and they're all different and a lot of fun it's it's the twin stick shooter thing and I just love twin stick shooters man I, I can go into if there's a free play Robotron I will sit there and play that Robotron all day. 
I love it that much. It's so much fun. I don't know why I like that style so much, especially in the arcade with the actual bat uh, controllers, you know, the actual joysticks. I will sit there and just, you know, ah, so good. Anyway, yeah, I'm also playing Red Dead Redemption, and I started it over again. Well, I had a save that was maybe about three hours in, so I'm like, oh, I know the gist of what it is, and I, you know what? I, I really remember this game really well. I played this game like probably over five years ago, and maybe when it almost it was pretty close to when it came out, maybe six months after it came out. So it's been nine years or something, and I still really remember a lot of the points of this game. But that's saying something for this game because it's a very like memorable story, and it's a very memorable world, and characters are very memorable. So that's a good thing, right? So I'm sitting here playing like, do I want to play anymore? So last week, if you listen to my one-year special. I talked to P2 and I told him that I was thinking about buying this War Horse DLC. I did. It was a dollar. And one dollar and the horse is super freaking fast. So it actually made getting to missions super quick. And uh, the one thing that I really noticed a lot when it comes to that game is you just got to get out of the cities super quick so you can get to the fast travel point and get back to, you know, just doing missions. I know half the point of this game is to go between point A and point B and then do like the little side missions and stuff along the way I'm just kinda just darting past them this time mainlining the story I'm gonna see if I can beat it maybe this week or something and I've been wanting to play it again for years cuz I love it so much and it's kinda getting me hyped for Red Dead Redemption 2 but on the other point I'm like am I gonna play this and just not want to play Red Dead 2 when it comes out I think I'm still gonna eat up that new one so I don't think I need to worry about that but yeah um, I think that's about it Okay, we're gonna start the news of interest. No, 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 news of interest. It's the news that's important to me this week. <sighs> we got. Okay, we had a Call of Duty and Battlefield reveal. Okay, I'll probably play both of them. Call of Duty looks like a lot of fun. Black Ops 4. I'm not like super interested in anything there, but it's kind of cool. They have a. Uh, Battle Royale mode called Blackout. I think I might have talked about that before, but I did want to talk about Battlefield. Has some co-op. It looks really nice. Uh, people were pissed because there's a female on the cover, and people should get over their shit. Stupid. Don't don't say stupid stuff like that because that cover looks fucking badass. It looks like and it looks basically like Emily Blunt with dual wielding pistols, and like explosions happening behind her and shit. It looks badass. I hate people that are so sexist that they can't even get over that um sonic racing got announced what is it called the official name is team sonic racing so i'm guessing it's going to be an all sonic racing game and it looks similar to sonic racing transformed and uh sumo digital which made a lot of cool stuff uh currently they're working on little big planet 3 crackdown 3 and apparently dead island 2 that's still a thing I, i didn't even know that but they make some cool stuff. Um, they're helping Sega produce it, and they p- release like a super short teaser trailer. But they say there's more to come at E3. That's a really quick hit story there, but I'm excited for more kart racers. Bring it on! I love kart racers. So uh, let's see which one. Which one do I talk to, talk about first? We're gonna talk about. Let's see. There's a lot of Pokemon news. So last week we talked about this possible Pokemon stuff. There's a lot here. There's a lot, a lot here. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, and the Sonic thing was leaked by Walmart. And speaking of the Walmart leak, the Canadian leak keeps becoming more realistic and real. 
because Lego DC Villains got announced today too. And that was part of that leak. So I'm pretty positive everything on that list is going to come to pass this year. Uh, Fortnite adds shopping carts for vehicle transportation. That looks interesting. <laughs> uh, there's a new Pokemon game coming. Uh, it ha It's announced for Switch. It's a spin-off title called Hey, hey You Pikachu or Hey You Eevee. So it has two versions. Uh, capturing Pokemon is similar to Pokemon Go and it connects to Pokemon Go. It has a 151 original and it's in the Kanto region that's revamped has a new graphic style well it's the old graphic style basically modernized and uh, it has a pokeball controller that's motion control which has multiplayer so you can both play together with your friends and um, it's a different thing than regular Pokemon now it has a uh, fighting regular Pokemon and capturing them is literally Pokemon go style but if you fight trainers, that's when you get the old style combat. So this is a, it's kind of interquel, I guess. It's kind of like a holdover until they have an official one next year. Because they announced in 2019 there's going to be a whole new gen, uh, gen of Pokemon. So it says la quarter two 2019 brand new Pokemon's coming. This one's going to be kind of like a spinoff game. For the nostalgia fans and Pokemon Go lovers and Pokemon lovers to play until this other big expansive game comes out. Uh, I'm fine with that. I'm really happy for Pokemon fans. They got a lot coming their way this year. They got that. And then they have a new free-to-start Pokemon game that's on phones and on Switch. It's called Pokemon Quest. And apparently it's already on the eShop right now. Um, it's kind of like a blocky thing. Uh, I was kind of look at it, looking at it. It's a new Pokemon RPG befriending Pokemon mo Pokemon Pokemon monsters pocket monsters and other things like that it looks interesting uh, these these games both these games aren't really for me but it's really cool that they already have some Pokemon on the switch eShop you can start right now and it's free to start and I guess they're gonna have microtransactions in there so <laughs> uh, it looks cool it reminds me of like a cube world or Minecraft aesthetic kind of blocky looking. I don't know. It could be a lot of fun. I, I have no idea, honestly. From the screenshots, I'm like, eh. But I'm sure some people have some joy out of that, get some fun out of that. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. So, uh, last but not least, for the news. Yesterday, uh, I don't know how what time it was, but in the middle of the day, Bethesda put out an image that says, please stand by. And it is a GIF that animated a little bit look like a fallout style screen then a little bit after that there's a twi on bethesda twitch channel there was a tv with a bobblehead of vault boy just sitting in front of it and it was just sitting there nothing was happening and this stream went on for 24 hours everybody's speculating they kept doing different things during the stream they would throw yellow balloons in there pete hines would come in there and take a shot uh, they had just weird things happen, and at night, they knocked the bobblehead over, turned all the lights off. In the morning, they had P uh, Todd Howard come out, and then they ended up announcing a Fallout game after all this stuff, 24 hours. And it was a minute and 30 second trailer for a game called Fallout 76. And the game looks pretty cool. You can definitely tell it's on the Fallout 4 engine, but they didn't really say much about that. Uh, the, the big news here is that this game... According to sources, and over at Kotaku.com, Jason Schreier confirmed this. According to, according to sources, 
Fallout 76 is in fact an online survival RPG that's heavily inspired by games like Daisy and Rust, according to three people familiar with the project. Those people speaking un anonymously, I like that word did not look like anonymously for a second there. Those speak <laughs> okay, let's keep reading. Those people speaking anonymously as so as to not damage their careers confirmed that Fallout 76 is an experimental new entry in the long run, run long-running post-apocalyptic I can't do this today it is an experimental new entry in the long-running post-apocalyptic series when Bethesda first teased the game on Tuesday morning fans and pundits speculated that it might be a Fallout 3 remaster or a new Vegas style spin-off in a new location but as Kotaku reported that afternoon it is in fact something completely new and completely different the teaser might lead Fallout fans, Fallout fans to believe that it is a traditional entry in the series, but according to our sources, that's not the case. So what I think about this is, uh, and honestly, in later on in this article, it does mention the fact that it used to be a prototype for Fallout 4 multiplayer, just to see how it went. And then it kind of grew and changed from there. So it's going to be base building, surviving in the post-apocalyptic post-apocalypse and there's still going to be a story and but there's going to be co-op and surviving and stuff like that so they're taking cues from that style of game that rust daisy minecraft you know those style of games where you build your resources build your base up and stay alive and survive which it's a pretty cool idea uh we don't know a lot besides the this rumor and then that little teaser trailer so we're, we're gonna have to wait till e3 e3 is 10 days away it's right around the corner so we'll know more when they do the Bethesda con press conference but the thing that's cool about this is that this isn't the main studio Bethesda Studios game studios Bethesda games sorry Bethesda game studios proper isn't working on this this is actually the team that was making battle cry and that game didn't really get canceled it kind of just got like hush hushed like people stopped talking about it and um that studio got kind of absorbed into bethesda game studio and they're all and that studio is working on this fallout spinoff so two spinoffs announced within two days and it's been kind of crazy i'm like man this stuff's happening happening left and right hopefully we have some stuff left for e3 and i really do think we will so it's cool i'm excited for all this stuff and some really cool news this week um i don't know if this fallout game's for me i hope it is i i liked fallout 4 well enough um it felt kind of i don't know it wasn't as fun to me as fallout 3 and new vegas which i've played both most uh both of those games multiple times i love fallout 3 to death fallout new vegas i love it even more probably uh fallout 4 just didn't like stick with me that well it was okay but it didn't blow me away so hopefully this game is fun that's all i can ask i didn't really particularly like the settlement building in fallout 4 if it's more of that i'm kind of going to be like pass on this honestly um makes me interested to see what the main bethesda game studios is working on though but it's cool that this is happening guys like more fallout why not let's see let's see where it goes and see what it is and uh i'll i'm up for different stuff just give it to me i saw this like prototype this is a totally huge tangent but there's like this Twitter video of this guy doing a skateboarding game. It's like in Unity, so it's like just flat polygons and stuff, but it looked really cool. It's He said, I'm making a game that's Tony Hawk Pro Skater combined with old school Doom. And it's literally he's skating around shooting stuff on a skateboard. And it looked really cool. I'm like, oh, if that was a game, I told you to play that. Anyway, 
<laughs> I think that's it for this week. Uh, how long have I been going? It doesn't feel too long. It's a pretty good sized podcast there, I think. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Frantic Thoughts. Continue to support the show. Um, last week was uh, probably the highest downloaded numbers I've had in a while, and I appreciate you guys so much. If you guys are a new listener, let me know some feedback. What would you like to hear from the show? Because this is the show right here. Me chilling, talking to the camera usually. And or talking to the mic, whichever version you watch, <laughs> listen to. Um, but yeah, this is a show. I just kind of go over my week, the news, and I have some anecdotes and, you know, tell my opinions on things. If people don't want to hear that, I'm sorry. My opinion is my opinion. Um, but yeah, let me know if, if there's any uh, segments, topics, conversations you want me to have. This show is ever-evolving. always try new things. I have a lot of stuff in in store for the next year too some just spin-off shows just some fun stuff uh more podcasts even like whole entire new podcast more video series i have a lot of stuff that i want to make and this is a part of it this is just the foundation for everything everything builds off of frantic thoughts for me like i start with the podcast this is my weekly routine this is something i love to do and then i kind of do creative things surrounding this podcast so anything <laughs> I know that's a lot of words, but yeah. Uh, thanks so much for the really kind words last week. And uh, thanks again, P2, for coming on. And hopefully you guys stick around and we keep uh, keep this train going. Uh, speaking of train, uh, the E3 hype train videos are keep on flowing out. I've made a lot <laughs> recently. Uh, I think maybe too many, but it's okay. I got a Square Enix one, Ubisoft one. Uh, what else was there? Bethesda one. Uh, this last couple didn't do too good. I think I've been putting too many out, but that's okay. They're still a lot of fun to make. I have two left. I got to do Sony and Nintendo. And uh, next week, I don't know if I'm going to be talking about E3. We'll see. Maybe we'll just do some like uh, what indie stuff I want to see or something like that on the podcast. But for sure, if you want to hear just pure E3 talk, I'm going to be doing those videos. And the other two should be up in the next probably five or six days. And E3 is next week. So we'll have one more show before that. And if you guys don't know, I'm part of the Cartridge Club uh, E3 live show this year. So after every single conference, I will be there talking to Musty Hobbit, Rocket Sauce, and some surprise guests. We're all going to be sitting there talking. And it's going to be a good time. So I think that's going to be on the Cartridge Club Twitch channel. Uh, what I don't, I don't know if this is a good idea, but my idea for live reactions is i don't actually do the reactions live and stream it out i'll just record myself watching the press conferences because i already do this by myself anyway so if something hype happens like something incredible like where i get excited i'll make like a little montage of all my reactions and sync it up to the pod uh sync it up to the conferences so i'll maybe i'll make one more e3 hype train video where it's just me reacting to like my favorite moments of e3 that'd be cool that's kind of what the plan is right now. So basically, I'll just put the camera on myself, put a mic, mic kind of nearby, and just kind of be like, okay, let's uh, let's just watch this like normal. Just chill and watch it, and then edit together all my reactions that were actually like, like I'll get up. I will stand up and start saying, yes, yes, yes. I really do get into it when it comes to these conferences. It's, it's kind of just uh, – I treat it like sports. Like your team's going to make that touchdown. It's going to do whatever. I treat this new reveal for this brand new game I've been looking forward to, this uh, Big Hero 6 and Kingdom Hearts trailer, whatever. I treat that 
like a touchdown. I will get hyped. And that's going to be fun. I, I don't want to do live reactions because I feel like if I do live reactions and then I go and talk on the show afterwards, it kind of defeats the purpose of the show afterwards. But if I do a video later in the week where I just put, you know, splice together all my comments from the show, that would be, or reactions from the show, I think that would be the best bet. And uh, yeah, that's E3 and that's my long-winded podcast. <laughs> uh, stick around. We're going to do like a quick, like, a few hits on the spoiler uh, spoiler zone here. I'm not going to time it this time. It's going to be really fast. So what will happen is the music will play. And then after the music, I do my spoiler zone. And then we get out of here. So if you guys don't want to be spoiled on solo, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And uh, love you a lot. I love you. Love you so much. In a non-creepy way. I promise. See you later, guys.
It's time for Spoiler Zone. Today we're going to talk all spoilers, pure spoilers, unfiltered spoilers for Solo, A Star Wars Story. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to get spoiled, make sure to click off the podcast right now. Just click off that shit. If you don't care about spoilers and you haven't seen it, fine, you can keep listening. But if you've seen the show or seen the movie and you want to talk about spoilers and you want to hear my opinion on some of this stuff, here we are. Spoiler Zone starts in. Get ready to click off if you haven't clicked off already. Three, two, one. Spoilers. So, Han Solo getting his name. That's the stupidest shit I've seen in a movie in a long, long, long time. Oh, I don't have people. Okay, so Han uh, Solo. And then his face like lights up like, oh my god, that's my new name. Stupid. That was stupid. I hated that part of the movie. Uh, the part where they're doing the Kessel Run, I feel like it gets very up its own ass with the edits and cuts, and it's very hard to follow, especially the way they try to describe what's happening, like, super fast, like, okay, we're going to do this, and it's just like, what's going on right now? Like, why is there a giant monster in this thing? They don't really describe it well, and it's just kind of like, it kind of got lost on me, and that's supposed to be, like, the big climactic moment of the movie, and I was just like, What? what's going on like it, it looks pretty like it, like the graphics and the style looks awesome but like what the fuck i don't really get this like i kind of do but it's just like a little messy and like convoluted and i don't know like do we even need this like this whole movie i thought that a few times like do we need this like do i need to know how han solo got his name and then of course it was kind of a cool moment he got pushed in the pit and then chewie's standing there oh like you see this monster come out and he's all slant like slimy and muddy and stuff and it's chewy that's kind of a cute moment like oh i love the part where he actually spoke you know uh chewy's language i don't know what the name of the language is but he's like rah, rah, rah. and then chewy's like oh shit he can speak my language holy shit you know that was pretty cool which you never see han ever do so that was a nice little moment like i don't know it felt like callback to callback to callback and some of them landed some of them didn't and uh, I wanted to like parts of this movie more, but yeah, it. I, I said I talked about it a lot already. So this movie is genuinely pretty good. If you guys seen the movie, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I really didn't <laughs> love it as much as I wanted to, but I didn't. I went in thinking I was gonna hate it, you know. So uh, coming out thinking, oh, that was pretty okay. You know, it's pretty good. It's better than anything. Um, I'll watch these Star Wars movies until I die, though. Uh, I'm pretty much set in stone on that. Like, I could take a Star Wars movie every year. I'll, I'll watch it. Why not? Uh, some of them are just not going to be as good as others, and I just feel like this is kind of like middling, you know? But, yeah. that Him getting his name, that was the stupidest shit ever. And then, Terrence Cossie, I literally laughed in the theater when she said that. I was like, are you serious? That's, that's dumb. I mean... I guess, I guess it's part of the universe, and they mention it is, and then, of course, the cool moment at the end is Darth Vader, uh, Darth Vader, Darth Maul's reveal, which, I was like, ah, I see what they're doing, they're connecting the Clone Wars, like, I knew that Darth Maul was alive in the Clone Wars, so, that's cool, but if you didn't really know it, like, it kind of feels a little forced, like, think about it this way, divorce the idea that it's part of Clone Wars, right, it's just like, oh, who is it? uncloaks nerds all you nerdy guys look it's darth maul remember the best part of the prequel trilogy remember 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 oh my god oh 
he's taking out his lightsaber. He's on a video call and he's taking out his lightsaber. Look how cool he is. Oh my God. You know that like if you divorced it from the clone wars, it just seems silly. But in my head, I knew that it was connecting to the clone Wars, So I'm like, okay, they're playing to the fans in this aspect too. So it kind of got rid of that little bit of weird, like it kind of fell out of place a little bit. That chick, that redheaded chick that was part of like the, the rebels, like the other rebels in there, that chick was a badass. I'd like to see a whole fucking movie with just her. She was so good. That was probably one of the highlights of the movie for me, besides Lando. Um, I would love to see a movie of just that group of bandits. If they did a movie based on around, around that, screw Lando movie. I'd love to see that. She was so cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all the spoilers I really have for this movie. Let me got, If you guys want to talk spoilers, you can hit me up on Twitter and stuff, like always. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Spoiler Zone, and thank you for sticking around through the whole podcast. So we'll catch you next week. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I don't have people, so my name is Josh Solo. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. <laughs>